Stand clear. 100% wild podcast. So for all you listeners, hello and welcome to definitely not your favorite outdoor podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild podcast. This is episode number 338. We're powered by DeerCast. I continue to be Tim Chelsvin. I'm Matt Drury, and we got a special guest this week. Yeah, we got Ben Stallman. Yeah, happy to be here. So Ben's a behind-the-scenes guy. He's, as we were alluding to before we went on air, we he's a behind-the-wall guy. <laughs> literally behind that wall is his desk and listens to every show it, it's between the bathroom and the broadcast <laughs> yeah. and when i say between there's like five feet there let me tell you he hears everything yeah it's a, it's definitely a tight space in between <laughs> right outside the bathroom door and this soundboard here you can hear a lot yeah, yeah. well but That's now you're said. now you're big timing you're yeah. here on the stage it's got to be like a dream come true. Yeah, I've been here for over two years, and this is the first time you guys have let me come up here. Well, so. you've, that's inaccurate. You're lying, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you is were a part of that. What was it? The You read those. You were on, on that game. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Oh, it, it was uh, catchphrases. Yeah, and you uh, honey had catchphrases. to do it in a female voice. That's <laughs> what all was I that? remember. Um, that, uh, a southern bell. <laughs> it was, oh, that's a swack attack. <laughs> I think you had more of a Southern Bell twist to it. That was weird. Southern Bell with like a speech problem. (laughs) So reason why Ben's on the episode this week, he was hashtag blessed to be able to go on a trip with me last week to Kansas. Wait, does blessed mean hatcheted in the knee with a machete? Well, that was his fault. Oh, okay. (laughs) Basically, Scott couldn't go. See, what happened was... So, uh... Ben got the call up, and it was a great trip, right up till the end. Yeah, (laughs) right up until it wasn't. So yeah, this is this is kind. I mean, I I kind of hurt for you when I found out what happened. Thank you, Tim. Because yeah, not that it's gonna that uh, uh, two dollars is gonna get you a cup of coffee. Yeah, cold cold coffee. Yeah. So um, it was. Not the it was tr- a dark and dreary night. <laughs> yeah, not the trip that you anticipated. Like no. the text that you sent me initially, I thought, all right, my boy did it. We're on the board. Go podcast. Team 100% wild <laughs> is 100% on the board. So I, I led with the shot because it looked it like a good looking shot. This deer's dead. <laughs> but then I followed it up after you congratulated me with a, he got up 30 <laughs> seconds later and took off running. <laughs> I was driving back from Springfield, Illinois, and uh, Beth was getting the play-by-play because I was like, oh, right, Matt, killed. And I was like, oh, no. Ew. Oh, no. <laughs> this gets worse. Oh, crap. There's more to the story. So, you know, typically this is one of those deals where in my mind, I was playing it kind of back and forth. Like, do we even talk about it? Cause it was so annoying kind of how it, how it sure. went down. And, and, um, honestly, like I got no shame in what happened. I got nothing to hide in what happened. No it shame just in general it, and no shame in general. And that's kind of the gist of the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> I figured what the hell, the five people that are listening to it, let's, <laughs> let's roll with it. Let's, 
cue him in on what happened. It, it and it is the reality. Like yeah. things happen. So so let's talk about like so you guys have been you, you were out in Kansas. Was it two years ago now? Yep, two years ago. Got an invite uh, from a friend of a friend that that said, hey, you know, he, I guess he had been trying to get my dad to go out and visit. He's killed some giant deer. They kill some giant deer out there, giant. and it's pretty west in kansas so it's not quite to colorado but it's it's far out there i mean sure. it's it's past middle <laughs> put it that way okay. so it was it was about an eight hour drive uh but anyways so went out there two years ago had a great hunt scott and i went out there mm -hmm. killed a good eight pointer i think 148 inch eight pointer from a ground blind it was an awesome hunt and uh it was an early muzzleloader tag that i had i put in last year and didn't get uh drawn for kansas and so this year I was pretty confident I'd get drawn. So I got drawn, went back out there, uh, had been getting updates all, all summer from Jason, the landowner, Jason Brent, super great guy and a great family in general. And <clears throat> they had some big deer again this year. So, so excited. And I, I don't even care about any of that. It's like, Hey, if you got a mature management buck. I like, I really don't care yeah. whatever you want so me to, to shoot. I'm happy to be here. The way I looked at it is, Hey, let's kick the season off before Missouri opens up. It yeah. gives me a chance to go fill a tag and, and try to reverse the curse, get the monkey off the back from 22 and, and just kick things off deer yeah. season 23. Let's kick it off. And, Th that was kind of like, it was kind of weird knowing that you were out there deer hunting and knowing that season hadn't started here in Missouri. It felt like you were time traveling, like, oh, Matt's living in deer, deer season land right now. I'd like to time travel. Let me tell you, I'd aim a little lower. <laughs> <laughs> so we go out to Kansas. Uh, first of all, it was like a hundred degrees, 90 Ugh. degrees. They were going through the, you know, major heat wave leading into the season. And Jason's like, look, everything disappeared when they shed their velvet and like nothing's come back yet. We may have to postpone. I looked at deer cast to the 14 day forecast. And I'm like, actually look out ahead. It looks like for opening day, like some rain mm -hmm. was going to come Saturday, Sunday and give them a, a major cool, cool front. front. And it was a major cool front. So we got there early enough on Sunday, season open on Monday mm -hmm. for that early muzz. We got there early enough Sunday to do some scouting on a deer that he had been seeing uh, on camera. And so we got into a ground blind. We kind of were backed a couple hundred yards back from where the deer had been showing up. And uh, we had this really high elevated position on this kind of bluff looking down into this valley. Okay. So it was perfect. Access in. We got there. It, and how long had the blind been there? I'm always curious about he like set setup. that blind up a week, uh, maybe two weeks before oh, he set that blind up two weeks before it was a okay. ground blind. I had sent out there. It was a Hawk reveal, I think. Reveal, yep. And he didn't have it brushed in or anything. So, but they had gotten used to it. So it was, sure. it was sitting up there on this, you know, on this edge looking down into this Valley. Grassy knoll. Yeah, it really was oh. actually. And so we snuck in there because we got there kind of late. And he's like, well, we're going to go. And I'm thinking, man, aren't we too late? Because it was a 45-minute drive to the hunting spot from the house. 25. He said 25. <laughs> it was 45. A Kansas we, 25. Yeah, we, we rode it a couple of times. Finally, I was like, uh. it was hard to tell because we kept making pit stops. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, hey – how long a drive is that? He's like 20 minutes. I'm like, really? This is the longest 20 minutes. So we started timing it. Finally, it's like, it's 45. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. So uh, anyways, we got out there at like 7, 6, 6.30. Well, uh, 6.37. Like I was thinking we're late. Yeah. 
And um, we snuck right into the back of that blind, though, Uh zipped it, you know, opened the zipper and snuck right into it. Nothing was on the field. And not 15 minutes later, we spot the buck. He Jason's like, there he is. Instantly spots him. We throw up the Leopolds. He comes out of the timber and he and he's working through this. It was like it was an old pasture ground that has grown up into milkweed oh, it was nasty it was thick milk milkweed down this okay. valley so you were just kind of seeing tops of neck and and above but from our vantage point you could see a country mile so it was it was great because we saw where he came out mm-hmm. bedding and it was kind of this little river uh kind of a standing river wasn't really an active river i wouldn't yeah, say Yeah, there's a lake above it and whenever they release out of the dam is when it's running so it's a lot of swampy ponds and cattails very yeah. swampy yeah <clears throat> so anyways he comes out of this little timber that was around the around that river so that was his bedroom and we watched him walk right to a certain spot and you know kind of we knew where he was heading where he was going all that stuff so we're like perfect we need to get in here he was about 200 yards from where we needed you know from where we were set up in that okay. blind so we were too far out for the muzzle order and so we made a plan, got in there early that next day, lunchtime, whatever, set up. I had one more ground blind that I sent him. We set that up down in that valley in the cat in the uh, milkweed. Okay. Brushed it in. I mean, it it looked great. It really oh, did. Yeah, it looked like in. a bush. I mean looked awesome. Yeah. Did you take like a weed eater and like eat up the we took where a mache- you're I had a machete. The mach- okay. I had a machete and uh, saw saw so we just kind of start chopping hmm. so i was sitting in the blind and you know we chopped out basically two paths ben and jason went two different ways it gave me shooting lanes out to you know 70 yards yeah. basically the milkweed was too high to shoot through i mean we had to top it off to even get lanes in there hmm. like the, it was the stuff was it was neck high like, i'm yeah. serious it was like neck high in most crap places. of milkweed it sounds like <clears throat> yeah some nasty stuff so Ben ends up cutting himself with the machete. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we were trimming lanes and cutting tops off of milkweed, and it was probably the last minute, last couple, the last chop, last couple three chops. <laughs> this and is the I last one. Ah! Straight through my jeans, right Dang. into my shin. I looked ah! up at Matt, and I was like, <sighs> and I didn't really know what. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know what he was talking about? But, Turns out it's the only pair of jeans he brought oh, and yeah. has in general. Yeah. Oh man, the I thought oh, we need to pay this kid more. So, yeah, I, I still one pair of jeans. Is so, it was it one of those hits that like was so traumatic and so deep that it didn't hurt at first? It didn't you, hurt at all. I don't. I don't. It was Ben's dead inside, is what we found. <laughs> <laughs> no nerve endings. No, it didn't hurt. Um, but it went. It made a very clean cut through my jeans. It actually cut the top of my lacrosse boot through too. So I looked up at Matt and I was like, ah. Oh. And then I told him once we got once we were finished, yeah, I got didn't back know what in the truck, and I had blood <clears throat> running down my shin. And I'm like, shit, man, are you okay? And yeah. you know, and so we get back to the he bled. You know, we went and ate lunch. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> first things first, right? <laughs> we gotta eat. Matt did gets the hungies. Lunch. I think we did eat lunch. <laughs> no, Waitress, can not. I get a lot we of napkins? Look, I wasn't the driver. Jason was driving. So <laughs> we went back to camp at some point, finally. And Eagle Scout Matt had a first aid kit. I had everything. Whoa. I had everything. Everything you could think of. He had three of them. <laughs> or four of them. Which also came in handy later in the story. But yeah, so we ben, ben, we got Ben bandaged up. And it was, uh, it probably could have used stitches. A couple, nothing, yeah. nothing crazy, but it was probably in 
an inch long yeah. the cut mm -hmm. and it was pretty i mean you could deep. see in there yeah. <laughs> you know and you could only see a little bone it was fine <laughs> alan no laughing okay and uh so anyways we got him patched up he had to sh he's so hairy he had to shave some legs <laughs> to yeah, the nothing would stick to him yeah. sure I should yeah. I should have got super glue. I was just gonna I, duct tape it. Yeah, I was gonna ask about I, that. Super I, just, glue I didn't think about that. I, I did glue. not have super glue in that first aid kit, but I had everything else you could do. Okay. Well, so, next time. So we got them trimmed up and ready to go, and, uh, <laughs> and so we get we get out to the we basically turn around, get, get showered up, you know, scent free, all that stuff. Turn around and go forty five minutes back, you know, and this time it's just it's just he and I. I think, yeah, it was just yeah. you and I. So anyways, we get in the blind and we had does all over that milkweed and you couldn't see them until they were on top of you. And boy, did they sniff around, Dude. you know, where Ben bled out and all. Yeah. <laughs> they were really sniffing and, you know, goosenecking us in the blind, but not nothing ever winded us. Nothing huh. winded us. Okay. Not once. It was great from that perspective. Yeah, I was surprised because they were 10 yards from us sometimes. So when you guys were like hacking the weeds, were you picking them up and throwing no, them? Or? No. Okay. We were but, just slicing. But their jeans and their clothes and, you know, their they're generally speaking, their scent was all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, but we didn't, nothing, nothing, you know, we didn't get winded. Okay. So our deer wasn't, we didn't see him. We weren't seeing him. And then towards the end of the evening, out of nowhere, this real wide, I'd say probably 20 inches, yeah. 21, something like that, popped out from the timber to our right and was looking right at us you know the blind was brand new that day and we didn't necessarily brush that side in as well as yeah. we did mm. what we considered the front it was a total opposite direction we were <laughs> so i'm pressed up against that side of the blind so i swing over trying to get on him and couldn't get on him he got good footage of him it turns out i think he was probably four it was maybe a good thing that we didn't get mm. on him because sure. i think he may have been young but in the heat of the moment i saw him straight on and he was past yeah. his ears you a couple inches yeah, he yes. looked good he looked good. So, and he, and Jason has shown us a trophy picture of him before the hunt and he was saying, shoot yeah. him. Yeah. But <clears throat> once, once we really looked at him in the footage after the fact, I think he was a four-year-old and a stud too. Okay. Anyway, so didn't see our deer next day, uh, go in there. Really didn't see much of anything. Uh, little buck. And then the wind switches. And they had still gotten him on trail camera, so we knew he was still in the area. But the but the wind switched, and we couldn't really hunt. It wasn't right to hunt. So meanwhile, Brandon, the landowner's son, he's got a pretty big deer that he has passed for two or three years. I think two years he's passed, him, but he has three years of sheds. And of and deer. he's a giant this year. And they hadn't had any trail cam pictures of him or anything. Not one. And scouting for this wind, Brandon spotted one from the road and in the Milo. They have tons of Milo out there. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of spot the racks walking through that Milo. And he spotted him at like 11 a.m. or 9 a.m. or something like that. And uh, he wasn't sure what deer it was because he just got a glimpse of him mm -hmm. and he was a long ways off. So we didn't have the right wind to hunt the deer we were after. So I was like, he's like, this is where the deer I'm after typically is. It may be that buck. And I was like, screw it. Let's go in there and you hunt and we'll film. And if something else pops up that, you know, they got other bucks in the sure. area, something else pops up. I'll shoot him. And the deer stands up in the Milo. And these guys have incredible eyesight, Jason and, and his son, Brandon, yeah. like this, what they're used to is, scouting long distance, long distance yeah. you know mm -hmm. that's the style of hunting out there and boy he spots him instantly he goes there's my deer 
And I was like, okay, you know, where? And I was kind of, blo- we were in a muddy bull blind and I was kind of blocked. I couldn't see. And I look out the window. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like he's, he's a giant. Oh, he was far. He was 250 yards. Yeah. And that was the closest that day. And he kind of got up and he just kind of walked the Milo out, you know, kind of walking away from us. Mm-hmm. But he's every bit of mid seventies. And Sheesh. Jason sent me a picture yesterday. I think he's in the eighties. He's a giant. I mean, he's, he's a big deer. Giant. And, uh, so we obviously, you know, Jay, uh, Brandon was hunting and we were hoping mm-hmm. the deer would turn around and come, come back our way, but he didn't. So the next morning, Ben goes in with mm-hmm. Brandon to film him in the same spot and they saw him again, yeah. didn't come in 350 yards. Yeah. Uh, same and, general area. Yeah. And then that evening <clears throat> we split up, Jason went with him with Brandon and filmed with okay. a spotting scope kind of camera of one of mm-hmm. those deals. And then Ben and I went to a new spot again. We're just waiting for the right wind yeah. back in our own spot. Yeah. So this is Thursday, Thursday. Yep. We got skunked. Yeah. And then, uh, Friday we got, we had the wind we needed. So we're like, all right, we're going back into that spot. But it, we were looking at deer cast at the wind checker mm-hmm. and it wasn't going to get right until like it said four or 5 PM. So we knew we couldn't go in. It was still wrong until yeah. that time. So mm-hmm. we got there early because we, I mean, during the day, we're kind of thumbs up our ass. Yeah. We're working on, he was logging footage. I was working on emails, but you know, you're just anticipating trying to get back in yeah, there. Yeah, sure. So we got in early and and I kept, I used the nose jammer wind checker <laughs> about 50 times in the truck yeah. and it, it just, you know, dear Cass was right. It was just wrong. It was wrong. It was mm-hmm. wrong. Finally, it started getting kind of, kind of variable winds okay. swirling a little bit and i'm like screw it we got to get in here it was like six o'clock it was like, getting pretty late i was we like let's get, get down there and just push it for now we brought an infield ozone generator mm-hmm. we had done nose jammer on the blind and, you know sink crushed our gear we, we did everything we felt like we could do we get down there the wind's wrong at first but we just ran ozone mm-hmm. over the top like that reveal blind's pretty cool because it's got those pockets up top so i just put my sure ozone up top and just let it kind of <laughs> go go down mm-hmm. you know over the top of our sink cover your stink basically and um and then all of a sudden the wind starts switching mm-hmm. and we see a buck a smaller buck pop out and go kind of where we need him to go through our lane worked right and then all of a sudden boom put the binoculars up we see a doe and then behind her is the buck we're after comes out and it's early it's probably seven yeah it was way earlier than sunday night when he popped out yeah because he was... had been he had been going through there about eight o'clock and that, that we were so far west day, daylight was still pretty yeah it was much different than eight. my cameras in missouri it was you know pitch black by yeah, then sure so anyways we uh the deer's coming out he's walking to our path that we trimmed like he's getting into our shooting lane we're calm breathing very, fine very it's a, it's a great deer all the tact cams are rolling mm-hmm. ben's rolling on the deer it's it's like perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> and I wanna I wanna go back a little bit. I had shot the gun the week before. It was a traditions nitro fire muzzleloader with that um, the fire bullet. stick and bleed bullet. Okay. A combo that has killed a bunch of deer for Mark and Terry and our crews. Like I've had no problem with my gun ever. And so I say that because I don't think it's the gun's fault. So it shot fine. It was shooting yeah. great for us. We shot it twice. We filmed that last yeah. week before we went on the trip mm-hmm. to make Friday sure morning. two days before we left. So it didn't get bumped. Nothing was wrong. We babied the gun all week. I don't, I couldn't tell you it was dead yeah. on. So we got an FTS rolling on Tacticam, our film through scope on the Leupold. So yeah. we had that angle too. We had all angles you could think of. <laughs> and the deer comes out, he walked, he's mm-hmm. 70 yards. 
stop him. I got the crosshairs coming. He's slightly quartering too slightly because he kind of turned in when I murk. And I got the crosshairs running up the front of his leg, mid body, like a little lower than mid body. I mean, really perfect. And I pull the trigger, boom, drops. Instantly, mm -hmm. the way he's kicking, Ben turns to me with the camera. You can see it right away. I was like, I'm reloading. And I start, and I had Smart, my stuff yeah. even prepared. Again, just marketary. I've seen it so many times with muzzleloaders. Before we started shooting that bleed bullet, back in the day, that Smackdown, and they, you know, we, we've tried every bullet. They would, you'd stun them, and a lot of times they might get back mm -hmm. up and run off. And so just had that in the back of my mind. So I had all my stuff ready. I'm grabbing it. I'm reloading. I'm in the middle of putting the bullet and the sabot back down the barrel. I'm halfway through that. And Ben's filming me. Mm -hmm. I said, get on him. He's getting up. Stay on uh, him. And before I know it, this was, he timed it. It was like 30, was 30 seconds. 30 seconds that deer was on the ground. He gets up and he runs off tail up and he's trotting, not sprinting, but he's trotting off tail up, ears up alert. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the hell? I, I don't know what happened. And of course I got smoked out from the shot. So I wasn't really yeah, sure yeah. where I hit him, mm -hmm. but it felt great. And, uh, so we start looking at the footage and all that stuff. And the hit looks like the, I mean, it looked high, but it looked like the percussion on his body, like the ripple he effect. He oh, got rocked. Yeah. I mean, it didn't knock him down. It knocked him backwards he, on his back. Yeah, he did a backflip backflip. Yep. And I don't know what happened. And so, of course, we didn't look at the Tacticam, the film through scope mm -hmm. footage until we were driving home, you know, a day later. Yeah. But anyway, so the, the landowner, Jason, he had actually come out there and, you know, he's like, hey, you need me to come down there and get the deer. You should did you should kill him. I'm like, no, stay up there. We're going to come up there. I don't know what happened. We went to look where the hit was. We had, um, you know, maybe a. I don't know, maybe a little bit bigger than a half dollar size blood mm -hmm. spot. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> so I was like, all right, let's back out. And of course I was looking at deer cast track and all that stuff yeah. and text and Mark and Terry. And they're like, yeah, back out till it's like pitch black. And he, you as high up as you hit. Cause I filmed it on the LCD of the camera and mm -hmm. sent it to the guys. They're like, yeah, as high up as that was, you either got that artery that arches up through there or, mm -hmm. You're too low for spine, obviously. Um, you know, so it's kind of no man's land once you get up there. Either, either you got some artery or you didn't. You, mm -hmm. you might have, with some shrapnel, got top of lung or something yeah. like that. So we backed out, waited three hours. We just went ahead and called it. Uh, Jason, the landowner, called a tracking dog. And he didn't. He had never used this guy. It was kind of recommended to him. That's a whole different part of the story we'll get into. So <clears throat> we waited three hours. We go back in, go to the the hit, and this first thing we were at Casey's, waiting for the tracker to get there to meet mm -hmm. the tracker. It's about ten minutes from our spot, so the tracker That's the, pulls the pizza up. Place. Yeah, and we yep. had pizza like real men. <laughs> and a bush. I light, love. Man, I, lo I love Casey's pizza. <laughs> yeah, sure, Tim. And uh, so the tracker pulls up, and he goes, "Oh shit." You guys have any flashlights? I was like, oh God. Oh. <laughs> this is not wow. good. Jason didn't have any flashlights. The tracker didn't have any flashlights. Luckily, Eagle Scout, Matt. Eagle Scout here. I had okay. three flashlights, all oh. fresh batteries, and I had a camera Ben light. had his camera light, yeah, sure. the, the, which is a, a best tracking light of mm -hmm. all. It's an LED. This thing's awesome. 
So, <clears throat> so I'm like, yeah, I got lights and, um, it was going to be $200 for the tracker. If he didn't find the deer 400, if he did. And at that point it's like, whatever, fine, I'll pay it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. We got to, you know, I'm desperate to, I got to find this deer. So we start blood trailing him as soon as the dog gets over there. And I'm not going to say the guy's name, who he is or any of that. I'm not trying to blow this guy up, but I, I feel like we got bamboozled as soon as the guy, as soon. And I've been on maybe four or five track jobs in my life with tracker John and his dogs, Janie and Willa. The crop. Yeah. dude, this very professional, this guy, this is his living. Well, this guy, I think it was a <laughs> hobby and uh, the dog gets out there and we take him to the spot where we shot and the blood was, and the dog didn't sniff any of that, just takes off. Just takes off. Couldn't and even find the first drop of blood. Couldn't, couldn't find the blood. The guy tries to grab him by the neck and kind of rub yeah. his nose like the dog pissed, you know, when a dog pisses somewhere and he'd rub his nose in yeah. it. Like, he tried doing that. He's like, find him, find him, find him. Uh, Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Yeah. Come on, dog. You guys are casting oh. side-eye glances at each the, other. He grabbed the nose of that dog and put, and put it in the blood and, and the dog still couldn't find the blood no it was and he just, just takes off and he's got like a 20 foot uh what kind of rope uh, was it was that? elephant tape rope he didn't have a leash <laughs> and you know like so, the thin elephant tape like i think like, that's what they call like it webbing uh no it was rope it was a rope because huh. he needed it later i'll get to that okay. too <laughs> so so they take off and i look at ben i said stay on the blood you track blood you and brandon track blood mm-hmm. me and jason are going to go with the the track chase this goose chase and <laughs> it was this dog takes off basically not running but almost running yeah i mean fast and i've seen tracker john's dogs like they work they eliminate the scent of every other deer okay. in the area and they keep going back to the original you just as the person you just sit there and wait Mm-hmm. you never follow them right away and you let them work out mm-hmm. their track well, this dog never came back <laughs> so, so jason takes off run. and i'm like well shit here we go so i take <laughs> off and i you know we're walking following the guy and instantly he's off the track because ben and i knew where the deer went we had on on film yeah. and and we had even shown That's the guy on deer cast like he went in here at least this is the last place we see him. Yeah. Well, instantly these two, the dog and the tracker go straight over the river. <laughs> they go <laughs> to the deepest part of the river. So Jason, this guy's dressed in jeans and like a, a, a monster energy t-shirt or whatever. That's what it kind of gave me vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh, of. for sure. Yeah. Uh, no belt, <laughs> tennis shoes kind of deal. Okay. And, uh, and Jason wasn't prepared for that, you know, either he had just come out, him and Brandon just came out to, Oh shoot. I forgot my raft. Well, and the tracker, yeah, that's a different story. But Jason, I felt bad for him because he's in his jeans and just regular, like regular, um, hiking boots. Okay. You know what I mean? And Brandon was wearing like, uh, what do they call those Ariats or, area, yeah, cowboy boots. area yeah. cowboy boots or whatever. And so like, he wasn't ready to be crossing any rivers. He Ben and I had lacrosse on, so we had knee highs. Yeah. Ben's had holes in them. Yeah, and I wasn't gonna. I saw the direction that dog went, and I was not gonna follow you guys. Then you've got I was open gonna try to stay on blood. Knee. Yeah, I was like, you guys stay back, keep tra- trailing. <laughs> so I didn't even have to worry about no water. Well, I did. We get to the <laughs> deepest part of this damn river, and it's sludge. Like it's a lot of oil oil wells out there in Kansas, Ugh. and this was real sludgy. It smelled like you know sulfur oh. smell or whatever. Might have been sewer. I don't know, but it was deep as it took us to the deepest part of it. And, uh, so instantly that guy's in waist high water 
Jason's in knee high water and I'm trailing behind him, seeing what they're getting falling into the shit. And I'm like, Oh boy. So I try to find the route closest to them. That was a little, cause there were a mm-hmm. lot of um, reeds and stuff. So yeah. I was trying to step closer where the reeds were. So I was able to get through most of it without getting water in my boots. Well, they were soaked. So anyways, we get over to the other side of the field and this dog's going up and down the field and all over. And I got one of those LTO trackers. And so mm. I was looking for thermals. I'm like, there's not a, deer inside over here we're not on blood i don't know what the dog's tracking but whatever and by the way he was screaming the 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 top of his lungs screaming as soon as we got there he's screaming and ben and i are whispering jason's whispering and the guy is screaming i'm like well if the deer did bed down he's not here anymore fella oh my gosh this is insane Oh, it was, experience. it was a crazy experience for sure. <clears throat> and it, it just makes you feel, and it's not Jason's fault. Like Jason's no, no, no. like, he's shaking his head, but we already had the guy out there and Jason was right. He's like, my thinking is if the do- deer is dead, which if you hit the artery or whatever, it's three hours, like he's either dead or he's not. If he's dead, this dog should at least be able to find a body. Yeah. You know? And, um, so Jason was dead on, right? So we keep tracking we're going up and down, up and down, crossing back and forth. And finally I was like, Not I a single see, drop of blood. No, no. I see uh-huh. Ben and, and, um, Brandon back where we were, where the hit was and they're trailing. I saw their flashlight. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, screw it. Finally, I left. They, they crossed one more time and he took us through an even deeper part. And even yeah. I, it went over my, it was over my knees and went down into my boots. I was like, Great. mother, you know, I was so annoyed and sweating my butt off and so it's just like because i had my full pack and you know all my knives and stuff just in case you get you you know you can't carry the your weapon obviously because it's at night so Mm -hmm. if we had to come up on him and he was still i had my knives with me you know and all any other rope and whatever else you might need nunchucks exactly i would have nunchucked them anyway (laughs) so i go back to ben and these guys were on blood Mm -hmm. yeah you'd trail them probably another how many yards uh probably 100 yards so I was like, I, I'm not hanging out with that guy no Like, You $200. Yeah. So Ben and I then start, Brandon went and met back up with Jason and Ben and I start trailing mm-hmm. and we trailed him another 150. 150. And we got back over to that river and it was like 10, every 10 yards, we'd find a couple specks of blood. Yeah, very yeah, little. Very yeah. little. And um, we got back over to that river to a different part <laughs> where the deer actually crossed. Okay. And we kept looking and we didn't really see any like uh hoof prints in the mud or anything so we just kind of lost the blood trail and finally after this is i mean we had trailed tracked for three it was over three hours it was almost it was probably 140 uh, in the morning yeah and so the track so jason's like look man i, th- I you know or, or no they came back over the tracker and the dog are like the tracker's like this deer ain't he's alive he ain't nowhere near here and uh, we went through this spot and we didn't there is no blood and i'm like i'm on last blood right here and so they came back over to the last blood and i showed them on the app my path of where we had trailed and all uh-huh. my waypoints and he's like oh okay well all right let's look here he's like no way he crossed through here and it was through these reeds or whatever and as soon as he's like i just he goes i just went through there there's no blood jason's like found blood right where he said he went through i was like god this guy he's killing me and so we went through those reeds and because the hit was so much higher and that deer was down in the water we had quite a bit of blood going through the reeds and it was on both sides and and we're like and I want to say quite a, quite a bit of blood. It was better than what we were seeing. Yeah, better than little drops. It was, yeah. And so we get up over the other side of the bank, and this is nowhere where the dog and the deer, the dog and the guide had crossed. Not not over there. It was further mm-hmm. away. 
further north. And anyways, we cross over and then we trailed blood for another 20 yards, 30 yards and yeah. lost it. And we then all started gridding through there for sure. more blood and couldn't find any. And th this guy's talking at the top of his lungs. And at some point he's like, Hey, anybody got a knife? Anybody got a knife? So he didn't have a knife with him. I was like, yeah, I got one. Brandon had one. Brandon gave him his knife. He cut the rope from the dog so he could use it as a belt because his pants, his jeans were so wet from going through the river, the, the river <laughs> that they were sagging and falling down on him. And I mean, he was just find him. Find him. This is not an exaggeration, is it, Ben? No, no, not at all. No. Find him. Find shut him. He's up, 200 yards away up. from us, and I get here. Find him. Find him, dog. Uh, Find him, dog. Cussing him out. He was cussing that dog out. Just cussing. Oh, dog was... cussing him. <laughs> he was dog <laughs> cussing him. And, uh, I mean, Ben and I were, like, blood boiling. We were just oh. looking at each other like, God dang it. And, yeah. and Jason's like, look. It's it's late here. Let's we we lost blood. We couldn't find any more. And he's like, let's call off tonight. <laughs> and Ben and I, we both had to leave. We had been there six days. Yeah. And we both Going had to leave the next morning. And so we got back. It was probably two thirty. Yeah. You know, God, each good. of us had to take a shower because we were covered in crap and from the <laughs> yeah, river yeah. and all that. And so it was probably three o'clock and. And at six thirty, it woke us woke us both up so we could get on the road and head head home for the eight hour drive. And Jason was gonna get different dogs and go back in the next day for okay. us. And if, and if he found them, I was gonna drive back out. But I had to be home uh, for a family, you know, family stuff mm -hmm. going on. So he goes back out there with like four or five people and and more kind of in his core group of people, people, yeah, people he trusted he knows, yeah. and a couple dogs where they knew that these dogs would find a dead deer if the deer was dead. And he said they tracked four or five more hours and went 75 yards and found one more speck of blood, 75 yards North and nothing didn't find him. So like I'm, we're driving home and I'm beating myself up. Like, you know, of course Mark's like, well, you know, what happened? Is it you? Is it gun? What happened? And I, I was like, I don't know what happened. It felt mm -hmm. good. But finally I was like, Ben, I'm dying to know what that FTS shows mm -hmm. us. Like where the hell was I aiming at? I felt good about it. And you look at the footage and I showed it to you steady as could be not shaking whatsoever. Merp, stop him. You couldn't have asked to put the cross maybe an inch lower, yeah, two inches lower. Good. And it just hit six or eight inches high. I don't know what happened. So maybe there was a Nick in the Sabbath or I don't know. Yeah. It's, it flew weird. It's, Jason thought maybe it hit milkweed or something, but I don't, no. I don't think that was the, I don't think that's what happened. I'd like to say that's what happened. Mm -hmm. There was a, an excuse for it. I don't know what happened. That, and th that's some of the toughest parts of deer hunting is when you don't have closure, you don't have resolution. Yeah. You just don't know. And that's just the way it's going to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. What a friggin' trip. Yeah, and then I got everybody like, how's Kansas? You killed something. It's... And I got to send them like, uh, well, no actually, luck. you know, and all the, you know, people on Instagram that sending me DMs because our stories were out there all week. And they're like, well, did you kill? And I'm like, no luck, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, that's the salt. But the you don't want to get into it. It's just like, I figured I'd come on here and tell the story, but I don't want to yeah. get into it with 50 people that sent me a <laughs> tell message the story. and asked me how I did over there. It yeah. was very frustrating. Not yeah. that, the, that we didn't kill no, the no, deer. No. Yeah, I get that. And uh, it's brutal. like, here we go. Let's extend 22 into 23. <laughs> Let's get the bad juju out of the air right yeah. now. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. We'll show the hit here on the show. If it, somebody wants to watch it on DeerCast or YouTube or yeah. whatever, but I couldn't tell you what happened. Dang. From here on out, it's only going to get better, though. <laughs> it can <laughs> only get better. There's the silver don't, lining. Knock it on wood. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah.
it, it has been nice. Like it, it's deer season is on now. So yeah. I've had a, a few sits and seen a few deer and it's like, Oh, this is what we've been waiting for all year. And be and, careful what you wish for. <laughs> Do I want to take a shot at a deer? <laughs> that, well, that was the other kick in the pants. So leading up to, so Friday, the Missouri season started and we have several properties. We got a shooters on several properties. And I was like, Scott, I cannot go on Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. You know, it's, uh, yeah, Lola had a yeah. soccer game. I couldn't miss it. It was at 4 PM. I'm like, you got to find a camera guy. I told him that I think Thursday or Friday. So he was trying to line up camera guys, but of course everybody naturally wants to be hunting. It was a decent temperatures and cold front for the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. So I, he couldn't find a camera guy. And then that night, shooters that i had and marthasville showed up and you know doug's texting us about that you boys out there it's like uh, no and then the deer that i wanted scott to go on my farm and kill awesome deer showing up on daylight he showed up 10 steps from the blind on camera you know we had the perfect win just I felt bad insult to injury yeah scott texted me sunday i was driving home from church and scott texted me he's like hey all my camera guys have fallen through can you come and i was like oh, i got the kids all evening yeah. and stuff and I, I just couldn't and then to see that deer show up it's like uh, yeah of course so that was salt in the wound <sighs> i told him i was like look next week we're supposed to get some north winds and and the full moon's coming around and there's a rain event coming through i was like we're splitting up ben can come with me we're <laughs> finding you conquer. a camera guy i was like we're not messing around like yeah. somebody's we got to up our chances here this yeah. season agreed agreed yeah so, I, I i've got a really nice buck that's showing up uh but he's showing up in the middle of the night so like he is nice i've got some cameras out and just, just just trying to wait for him to start daylighting because he was daylighting back in velvet a few weeks ago and then oh. he went hard horned and everything changed i would not be surprised if you see him daylight next week not the end of next week the, the conditions are lining up i i just wouldn't be surprised if he's on his feet earlier here's you know you're you're getting him here it's the dark of the moon so it's not you know friday was anyways so mm -hmm. it's it's not the most optimal time now weather beats moon i get it but it's also sure warming up on us here this week yeah yeah it's gonna so, be tough the next few days but then yeah like you said that cool front and the moon and it's yeah. gonna get good but hey but well, so we've got a cool real wild clip this week this is a deer falling over backwards and then getting up 30 <laughs> seconds later it's it's we more violent that than that real this comes to us from jared wybrin on instagram jl wybrin on instagram he uh he allowed us to use this so it's a, it's a pasture i think it's out in colorado bunch yeah. of bunch of elk out there and there's a mountain lion chasing a Holy young cow. a young elk and the oh. elk oh, no. runs into a barbed wire oh, fence no. and then the bobcat jumps and pounds cuz it looked like the elk was going to get away well <laughs> they're not hugging the the, the, the mountain Wrestling. lion is hugging the elk the neck. <laughs> but <his> also <laughs> crushing its windpipe yeah that's incredible to capture that on camera holy cow what we don't show here is that Jarrett was watching all this with a rifle oh. and he took that uh that uh, mountain lion oh, oh he killed nice. that mountain lion and that's legal i assume i i assume so okay. also <laughs> We're not gonna get in but trouble are he, we and he, he said that that they actually eat the mountain lions that, that sucker is huge too that is a big cat so what happened to the calf i wonder cat. Uh, the, Dead. the calf was not so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it died, shame. but 
Man, circle of life. Wild. Can it's you can you cruel. imagine though? Like it would be like us killing a great buck and then sitting for the hero photo, then having a heart attack and just keeling over. I think. <laughs> I mean, I think that's you're just describing PETA's dream scenario. That's what they oh, that's, they absolutely want that to happen. Yeah. Well, man, that's crazy. That is wild. Yeah. Thanks, Jarrett. Appreciate it, buddy. Ben has a mountain lion story. Yeah, my girlfriend texted me Friday night. She was heading from St. Jen to Herman, and she said she saw a mountain lion. Oh, In between wow. New Haven and Herman, and apparently there's been a couple sightings around that area, and she said it was crazy. I was like... Like she was driving? She was all? driving, and it crossed the road in front of her. She said the tail was super long. I was like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime ordeal. Wow. You Can we trust her? See. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I, she's I mean, like, I like her. She's like, I called my dad. I had to tell him it was crazy. I'm like... Yeah, I believe I'm it. the opposite. I don't like her, but I do trust her. Oh, well, that's good. That's At least you trust her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I do too. People <laughs> are going to start seeing more. I didn't say I didn't. I said, could we? Yes, we can. <laughs> we can trust her. I believe it. Yeah. I love Gracie Jane. Mountain lions We saw a lot of stuff on the road in Kansas. Oh, it was. It was crazy. Armadillos? Oh, everything. There was one night we were driving home and we saw there was an owl, an armadillo, a bobcat. We saw hmm. snakes, we saw frogs, turtles, seahorse. The, the owl, <laughs> like, it was the craziest thing. Yeah, was, We're driving like it's, these are long drives. Again, 45 minutes and I don't drive slow and it's, yeah. it's a long it's drive. It's all talk gravel. Yeah. So we're flying down the road and uh, something had just run in front of us. Uh, it was a possum. Marsh. And so we were kind of like, oh, you know, it's pro- this is probably 930 yeah. at night. And so then all of a sudden we're looking ahead and we're both like, what the hell is that? It's in the road, and it's just, you know, I don't it, know. It was like a black shadow. Yeah, mm. and it creepy. Was, and and then the I fly by it, and I mean, I'm flying. <laughs> I fly by, I was like, holy shit, that's an owl. And I just, you know, veer out of the way so we don't hit it. And it never flew off. No. It never moved. That oh, was his road. And I'm telling you, I'm a foot from that thing. Yeah, like, it was a big dang. owl. I mean, yeah. yeah, so I'm veering out of the way so we don't hit it, you know. And the night before that, Ben thought he saw... What was it? A black bear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a cow. It was a cow. <laughs> hey. <laughs> We're flying down the road. He's like, oh, my God, what is that? I'm like, I figured it was a cow, but he was on the wrong side of the fence. And, uh, wrong side of the fence, yeah. And yeah. luckily, we slowed down because luckily he wasn't in the road. Yeah, <laughs> that'll, that'll give bad. you a bad day. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Snakes, several creepy oh, snakes flying across oh, the road. Those suckers were fast. Too. Yeah, they were quick. Dang. <laughs> Heebie jeebies. Yeah, man. Spiders. I found swap. out Ben's afraid of spiders, oh. and we saw a ton of oh, giant oh, spiders. And spiders. On that, uh, on on that, that track. The hands and knees uh, blood track job. There was spiders, wolf spiders this big. He's just, like, he's like, look at all the the babies on that wolf spider's back. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were full. It was, it was disgusting. Just, it was nasty. I'm just going to throw this out there as something to consider. Maybe some of the blood trailing you guys were doing was Ben's blood. I bled more than that. I might have bled more than that. Dude. So we were in a farm and home at Orschelands or something one day and and uh, picking up some supplies. And I was like, Ben, yeah. buy a new pair of jeans. Because <laughs> he had no one pair. And it looked like an oil stain. He had so much blood down the leg of it. No, I was these like, are good. I'll come please up. buy a new pair of jeans. A little so Dawn dish soap, like, hydrogen should peroxide. I? Should I? Yeah. And he I did. did. And he I'm, was very proud of himself. I'm back to one good pair. Hey. What'd you get? Out uh, of some Wrangler retro boot cuts. Dang, He's a man. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> man. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's jump into the question of the day. Hey, it's 1058. You got to go. <laughs> let's, Don't let's, you have an 11 o'clock let's call? Bust, let's bust through it. Okay. 
Question of the day is proudly presented by Tenzing. Go further, hunt longer with a Tenzing hunting pack. We did go further, by the way. I had that new Tenzing, and we went all over the place <laughs> on that track. tested. Job. All right, so this is from Ryan Steele, right? Rack pack member? Or Steli, I don't know. Steli? I'm going to say Steele because it's cooler. Hmm. All right. With Rage no longer selling practice heads in the back, how do you guys practice with your mechanical broadheads? I did see that comment in the rack pack. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, one of the nice things about most of the, the profile on the Rages is that they fly so much like field tips that yeah. you don't really have to. I, I do suggest you do shoot what you're going to shoot in the field at least a little bit, but I started taking the collar off of my my Rages, and I'll pick like one or two to super glue. Like and one then, that you've used a bunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah, super glue the, the blades in, in the, like the, the, the slim profile yeah. and then shoot with that. I often wondered though, it, does that mess with the profile? If if that's not perfect, the super glue, or if it weighs it down, do you think that affects it? I mean, I know I know you guys, Scott does it. I know Alan does. I often wondered that if it messes with that. Yeah, flight. I mean, I, if, if you get the glue right in the inside the channel, it doesn't really. Yeah. It's not exposed to anything. Yeah. Now you could argue like, well, maybe the weight's a little different, but I take the collar off, so I try to like it balances a, out. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Um, but and, and and also for the level that we shoot, yeah. it's probably not. I use a mix of um, field points, but I have a couple of those old practice heads mm, left sure. that I found in my you know pack somewhere, and yeah. I've hold on to those things because I've had plenty back in the day, and through time I've lost enough arrows that I've lost the practice heads. So yeah. I'm down to like three. Yeah, it's like hold on to those. They're suckers. valuable. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. so that's what I would suggest doing. Okay. And the wildlife words made possible by Tracker Off-Road. With rugged dependability and the power to get where you're going, a Tracker Off-Road side-by-side makes for the perfect hunting partner. Okay, guys. So if fawns don't actually need a doe's milk at this time of year, why do they still nurse? They like that. You Is know it A, they also <laughs> consume a lot of cereal. Can't have cereal without milk. It, B, it's sterile. They like the taste. C, it's a bonding exercise. Or D, the Got Milk campaign from the 90s worked really well. Hmm. Mm. I mean, either B or C, right? I'll go with C. It's a bonding experience. Ah, yeah, yeah. C. It's yeah. a bonding experience. Yeah. That's that's what most uh, um, whitetail experts believe. B could also be true. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know. We haven't done any surveys. <laughs> I'm not a biologist, Tim. I don't know. I don't know these things. I've been sold a false bill. <laughs> okay, we got some shout outs. Our buddy Evan Loibel uh, gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. He said, Great podcast, solid topics, many laughs. Uh, I've seen the podcast floating around on socials for a while. I never, li- I've never been a podcast fan, but decided to listen to one. Long story short, I've now burned through almost 300 Woo! podcasts. That's poor guy. I've learned that Matt can't read. Yeah. Tim loves to swing in his saddle. Wee. Just a swing. Zebco reels are great. That's in right. all seriousness, I love the podcast and all the different topics and guests you have on. Keep up the great work. Hey, thanks, Evan. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. a good one. Nice we job. need more Evans in this world. Yeah, we do. I've always <laughs> I think said I, that. Evans a real solid guy. All the Evans I know are good guys. True. I'm sure uh, we'd be best friends. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Possible. I thought you were dead. 
<laughs> yeah, so we're driving home from Kansas, and Ben, like you know, several hours into it, he, he pulls up this clip, and he and it was from Step Brothers. It's that scene where like, Will Ferrell's in the dirt, and John C. Riley's standing over the top of him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I watched you die. I watched you die. <laughs> I thought you were dead." And I just kept re- rerunning that huh. that shot and that deer standing up. <laughs> I watched you die. I think that's from something else, also. I that scene, I, I definitely that's, that scene the, is Step Brothers because yeah. they got they got in that fight and then mm-hmm. uh, at night or whatever and then he drug him out <laughs> to the, the and he buried him in the backyard and, yeah. and Will Ferrell's just like I was uh, I like slowed my heart rate down like ninja <laughs> yeah. or whatever he says there yeah I want you die uh, <laughs> oh classic what can't we learn from that movie we need to add it to the we should have added it yeah that'd have been perfect. <sighs> Next episode. Yeah. All right. So Rack Pack members, Facebook, private Facebook group, 100% Wild Rack Pack. Join it if you haven't. It's good fun. We're starting to see people that can hunt. We're starting to see their kills in there. Oh, some that one guy, velvet bucks. That one guy yesterday had a giant in velvet from Missouri, yep. right? Yep. And that was a hell of a deal. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Lance, was a Lance something? I don't remember. Lee? Sorry, I just knew I'm I didn't like him. I, <laughs> it was a great yeah, i was very happy for him and all the all the kills it's fun to see it all right so we got some new members here we got terry miners keith lubner lee owens logan jacks mm. mm. i don't like that one hunter Desplinter. Mm. hunter Desplinter. <laughs> jacob burn billy arnold seth brogel landon baker karen four bucks Karen for bucks this is the fake name mm. oh. man that's right. the tough one because logan jacks i mean it doesn't really Seem fake, but Jack's uh, Hunter Desplinter. Hunter Desplinter definitely seems that's fake. Good, that's a cool name. That's a good one. Yeah. But Karen, four bucks. Karen, four bucks. Well, I care for the one I hit. I feel very. I felt terrible about. Bad that's feeling. the worst bad, part bad, about bad, it. Bad. Yeah. Felt terrible about it. It's like God dang it. And we had everything ready. I felt like our equipment was ready. We were ready. Everything lined up. I just I do not know what happened. Well, right now we're in limbo. Uh, contributing editor Jim Richmond to Deercast hit a monster buck last night. Do you sure he wants us to <laughs> and, talk? About, uh, are you sure he, he wants us to talk about that? He'd be okay with it. And I know he's in the process of looking for it right now. He did not he like he got good penetration, but no exit wound. Hmm. So <clears throat> last I heard last night, no blood. Um, and man, you talk about going from a high of, you know, like, oh gosh, I, you know, just shot a really good buck to not Feel seeing that, blood yeah. <laughs> and then you get that sinking feeling. Honestly, so, I never got to the high part because either way, my deer was kicking. I was like, he's about to get up. I got to get another one on him. Yeah, you knew right away. I was like, you I couldn't have tried to reload any faster. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's end this podcast. Let's do it. All right, thanks guys. Good luck if you're out there hunting. If, every, if, if you're starting on October 1st, then... Uh, you better get your stuff ready. It's coming. Bow season's here. Gun season's upon us. Good luck out there. Be safe. Until next time, peace out. DeerCast is now supercharged with maps. Get ahead of your game with killer new features like live Doppler radar, wind check out to five days, virtual rain gauges, GPS path tracking, and more. Plus, get our 14-day revolutionary DeerCast prediction and access to DeerCast track. Prep, predict, and pursue with DeerCast.